local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Los amigos, it's another week. Feels a bit different. Seems a bit different. I'm not referencing all the rain this morning, which is nice, actually, because that means it's not, you know... 115 degrees outside, although I am surprised. This may be a first. Well, it is raining. Rafael Esparza is here in person at the Cattengel Studios, the Hacienda. How are you, sir? What? <laughs> yes, I am. Well, um, pouring it, and pouring buckets in the French Quarter. Yeah, well, it's pouring. Yeah, it's uh, it's just getting, I guess, here in better. I know the West Bank, my parents sent me a photo. It's like a waterfall off their you know, awning in the backyard. So, again, though, I would much rather rain than just not a cloud in the sky searing heat, especially this week when Saints training camp kicks off. NFL training camps across the NFL are opening up. Rookies reported a week ago. We'll get into that. It's a large focus here coming up on the show as, obviously, we'll get you ready for that. And I want to hear from you all, really, as well. Not not the national storylines, Raphael. These are things that we've been talking about, how outside of the area – People view the Saints, and I'll be interested to ask you throughout the show today, how does Vegas view the Saints and things of that nature? Stop it. And um, so we'll get into all of that and more here on the show, and I'm excited about that. So uh, Sean Fazan from Fox 8 is going to join us at 1230. John Hendricks covers the Saints for Sports Illustrated, 130. And in Marlon Favorite at 215, and they will talk about our question of the day, which is... You ready? You ready for some questions of the day? We're going to focus on the AFC today. We'll focus on the AFC, NFC tomorrow, and obviously Wednesday it's Saints training camp practice number one. So we'll focus about what Can't we saw to be there. on there. You know what? You should be there and not in the covered, misting fan area. You need to be outside, blaring sun, Oh yeah, I'm not there. a ball cap. I'm there. <laughs> Things of that nature. So... um I'm I'm interested in the top three storylines in the AFC for you folks out there to go out and see it. I mean, what 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 do you think are the top storylines in the AFC? Do you think it's that? And it could be anything, Raphael. It could be you know new quarterback in a in a spot. It could be a coach, a team. Just I don't know. Give me your top three storylines, and then along the lines, since we have Mister Vegas in house today, I want to hear from you as well. The most important aspect. Give me a sure bet. Give me a sure bet. And that could be anything. It could be a quarterback's going to throw for a thousand or two thousand or three thousand yards. A receiver's going to be a thousand. Like you can say, hey, it's Parker in Vegas. You'll have a thousand yards. I mean, just whatever. Give me your sure bet. It could be anything. It could be wins. It could be team that will win the division. I, whatever it is that you can come up with to do so. And then I want a long shot. I'll show you during the break, Raphael. AFC or just AFC. AFC. Okay. We'll do NFC tomorrow. And then um, I got a little piggy bank over there with some cash. I got one right there for Carver. I'm going to take some of that. Looks empty. No, well, I'm going to take some of that. <laughs> and um, and I, what's my long shot? I need something that's, you know, like 10,000 to one or, you know, like what, what's the odds of the Jags winning the Super Bowl in Jacksonville? That's got to be the longest odds in the NFL, huh? What I, I would assume, or the Texans? That's up there. Uh, I would say Jacksonville. Like, last time I saw, uh, was one hundred and twenty-five to one to win a Super Bowl. One hundred and twenty-five, sixty to one. Wow! If it was to win the division, uh, conference and seven fifty to win a division. Right. Maybe I have to give your boy some plug and say that Miami, Miami Dolphins could be. Up there, if you want to look at long shots. I don't know why your channel's not working over here. I'm trying to fix that as we go along. <laughs> it works. It works. There we go. See? There we go. Yeah, it's just when you yeah. were trying to give me this. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> Those Blame odds. It it's the weather. On that as well. But anyway, I think that it is funny that you're going to, uh, you know, give us that info here. So I want to hear from you. 800-998-1003 for sure. That is uh, something I, I, I'm interested in thinking where... You think that surprise is going to be as well. What do you think that surprise is going to be? Um, cause I actually think, I, I will start it here. I, I actually think it's Jacksonville. 
Like, what's the win total for the Jags right now? What's the win total? They're probably up there uh, as tickets written for both all the futures. Everyone kind of likes them. Everyone was uh, really happy on what they did during the off season. I want to say it was like six and a half. I'm checking to see right now what mm-hmm. the current number is. But they're 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 everyone's storyline. So I would think probably not that much value. Like it was maybe a month ago, just because everyone's all over them. Right. But uh, I would not be shocked if uh, they're probably one of the ones that we're going to be rooting against for, because uh, people are going to be going there with Trevor Lawrence's second season. Uh, everyone's but we put a prop up. How many interceptions would he throw over under? I think we had it sixteen and a half. I think he had seventeen last year. So wow. we put up a prop bet of how many uh, interceptions he'll have. So it, we're probably going to be rooting against them. I have a feeling they're going to they're going to have a lot of love all season long. See, that's what that's what I like to hear. See, and that's why I, I'm. I'm on the cusp. This is what I do. Jordan, it took him six years to realize I'm always looking ahead and I always see that. You know, I was looking at these storylines and it's, it's good to hear. Not, 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 not personally. Obviously, I'd like you to treat me to sushi yeah. one day. Um, but if Vegas is nervous about a team, that's why I'm bringing it up. I wonder if it's, uh, you know, maybe it's storyline to kind of look at that. Maybe people don't see at some point in time when you keep picking one or two. You have to win, right? At some point, yeah. I mean, even it happened to the Bengals. At some point, now that they went, they they went through what ten, fifteen years yeah. of picking the wrong quarterbacks. Achilles Smith. I mean, you you name oh, it. Achilles Smith. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, who who has picked the worst quarterbacks? Cincy, Cleveland, Jets. Ooh, I would have to say. I don't know. I like the Jets quarterback with moms. I'm just talking about the history. The history. I'm going to have to probably have to say Cleveland. Cleveland, right? But yeah, I would have to say Cleveland and Jacksonville. You can get them two different numbers: six and six and a half for total season wins. We'll go over them. We'll go over them and have a little fun with that here as well. So, Sean uh, Fazan and John Hendricks will go over some top Saints storylines here as well. As Saints, you know, camp is here. I'm. I'm pumped about that just from this aspect of it that at least from here on out you ready you're gonna like this from here on out really every day you have legit football stuff to talk about right like things that you see at practice hopefully teams staying injury free things that nature position battles things of that nature and, and you know what is it 14 practices from wednesday the saints will take on the texans august 13th that's not that far away yeah. from saints training camp Hall of Fame game, uh, Raphael, I bet you you can watch on the brand new NFL Plus they rolled out today. Did you, yeah, did you see that, that today? <laughs> I, I, I want to say I told you so. I want to say I told you so. Um, Is that an Amazon Prime? I didn't, I just. No, 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 no. Um, well, what, the Hall of Fame game? Yeah. Oh, um, I wouldn't surprise me. I don't think so, huh? I don't know. But it's the, the Jags and the Raiders Hall of Fame game. At seven o'clock central, and it'll be Thursday, August fourth. One day after my anniversary, so I won't have to walk. Do you out. know when Thursday, August fourth is? I should know, and I better know. It's my wife's birthday. It's next Thursday. There's a preseason oh, game next Thursday. That's what I'm saying. It is literally around the corner. So Jacksonville and um, and the Raiders will be playing a football game next Thursday. Look, only 14 practices for the Saints, seven padded practices before their first preseason game. You get off and running. Look, it's one of the things that I touched on with um, with, with 4K when he hopped on a couple weeks ago to Francesca and also Marlon Favorite as well, you know, people that have played. It's, it's different because I don't think you can use camp. To get in shape, right? We'll, we'll no. see this week the, if it's a true story or not about playoff Lenny being 260 pounds for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right? I mean, there's no way to drop 40 pounds in two weeks or if three he weeks. Does, I, I want that med- I want well, that. He does. Uh, now, granted, he doesn't have to play in those preseason games, so he technically has a month or so. Saints don't play till September 11th, so you have a little bit over a mouth. But yeah, well, we will see. Um, I, I have seen people post videos and even him making a little fun of that, like, you know, workouts where you see the Keenan Ivan Reigns, um, you know, uh, running after an ice cream oh, truck, yeah. doing a sit up while smoking, you know, things, <laughs> you know, that kind of workout. And it's, you know, and it's titled Leonard Fournette's 2022 offseason training program. I'm not sold on them at all this year. I mean, I know we're discussing NFC next year yeah. or next week or tomorrow, yeah. but I'm not sold on Tampa Bay at, at all. Well, you know, again, I think one of those things that I look at is, and I wanted to start with the AFC, A, the NFC goes into Saints practice on Wednesday, so Tuesday, but 
I do feel that there is a sense, and I'm going to ask you since you deal with betting, is the overwhelming amount of money and confidence on the AFC? It seems like, right? It just seems like, I, I want to say the word loaded, stacked, brutal, uh, battle every, so like I feel like we're going to go through each team and division wise and get kind of your take on things and how you view them and how the, the desert views them as well. But I think when we go through the AFC today, we're, we're going to feel that way, right? We're going to feel like, we have the AFC to win the Super Bowl right now, minus 140. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to do as well today is, I'm, and I'm opening up the phone lines, which I'm going to get to that here in a quick second. Proud to welcome in a brand new sponsor of our phone line. But one of the things, Raphael, is this. I kind of want, since you're here with us for the show, betting 101. Obviously, you know, I talk about DraftKings all the time, about parlays and this and that. So, I'd like to say that sometimes I understand when you tell me plus or minus and this and that, and that's why you ever hear from me. I go, well, is that good or bad? <laughs> just, cause I, I don't How much know. am I spending Carver's yeah. money on? And that's what I'm saying. So I, I sometimes, I look, I'm going to be honest, I don't know. So I want to use these three hours to maybe kind of go and get educated a bit. What's the pluses and minuses? What's, what's a good parlay? What am I thinking of? Because there's things you can do before the season, right? Total wins. Yeah. Guys are going to have a thousand yards for us. I mean, there's some things. Come back, clear the year, which two Saints are highly, highly been bet on. Wow. Okay. So here you go. So we can do all of that. And then if you have any questions for Raphael, like betting questions, like what, what's a term? Feel free to, feel free to fire away. What's a terminology? What's a anything? Like here he is. He can tell you exactly what that means. I will tell you what the casinos want you to do. (laughs) And I would tell you what the casinos don't want you to do. Okay. Well, there you go. So you can kind of get both sides of that. But again, that's throughout the show. You're going to be here all the way to three o'clock. I think we locked you in or something. The dog is behind you. He will bite you if you get up and leave. I might watch Star Wars. So I don't know. Yeah. Carver's, uh, he's watching Star Wars. He did. He did threaten folks that uh, if the show does not go the way he likes, Raphael will get up. And go sit on a couch and watch Star Wars with Carver. Uh, that's that's a highly that's that's probably the favorite right now that I would sit down and watch an episode of Star Wars. So if you notice when we walked in on the table, basically did, it's become yeah I did see that Tatooine. I mean mm-hmm. you name a planet. I mean I have Lego Star Wars everywhere now. It's taken over the dining room table, uh, little lands and crafts and everything. I got the Luke Skywalker X wing over the weekend. Apparently that was my. Anniversary present. Oh, nice. That was. Nice. You're so, you're so kind. It was incredible. And Carver's like, can you build it? I'm like, well, sure. Yeah, okay. It's funny how that works. I guess it's sort of like what Ted Bundy. What? Ted Bundy? Al Bundy. Ted Bundy and Al Bundy, yeah, two yeah, completely two different, different things. <laughs> but Al Bundy, right? Remember, like, he would give his wife a bowling ball yeah. for his birth, for her birthday present or anniversary present. Father of the year, Al yeah. Bundy. Al Bundy. Um, but, yeah, so. Not Ted Bundy. He's okay. having an issue with the fact that I. You know, I, I, I'm absolutely on the dark side. I mean, I. Ooh, that's a close one. I, I, I mean, I am, and he's he doesn't understand that. He's like, why? Why would you want to be mean, Eve? I'm like, I wouldn't go that far. I just, you know. Yeah, I can't get over, and I texted you. Oh this. yeah, I watched the Obi One episodes, and 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 my, you know, my nephew Forrest, who's a huge Star Wars, like he gave me the whole. Backdrop. I didn't realize it. he showed me his video of like apparently it was a comic or something with Darth Vader was immediately after he became Darth Vader and Anakin, the pain in the suit, how it hurt and all that. I mean, just yeah. all this stuff can't really move. And I didn't even know this existed. I mean, there's like, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm part of the crowd that booed the rock yesterday. Did you hear the box? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, what's uh, San Diego Comic-Con or whatever. And they booed him because he said, whoever plays Superman, everyone loves Henry Cavill. I do too. Do He's I? a great Superman. But they're booing him because they think he can deal with cast. I'm like, guys, breathe. It's fake. Y'all realize Superman is fake. Well, I, I blame The Witcher. The TV show The Witcher is why uh, Henry okay. Cavell is not but, Superman. But, but, yes, that's my point, though. It's interesting that, that I see that. Um, but I watched that. And I'm like, dude, Obi-Wan could have got him twice and let him go. Okay, I'm just saying. Could have got him. You have I don't want to spoil stuff. it if you, you have did. to spell more, sell more stuff. You can't just end it. <sighs> It was a good six, and if they follow what that, I guess, comic is of following Vader mm-hmm. when he became Darth Vader and all the pain and stuff that he went through and mental anguish, that would be one heck of a six episode. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty cool to kind of see that there as well. Anyway, so 
As normal, I would ask you right now to follow us over on Twitter at ESPN Radio NOLA. I want to get your opinions, top storylines, your short bets, and maybe a long shot. We can have a little fun. Plus, any questions for Raphael, we will take. He's here for three hours. Sean Fazan at 1230. John Hendricks, 130. And Marlon Favorite at 215. From here on out, when I ask you to give us a call, I'm going to say give us a call on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. Our hotline, 800-998-1003. Who are they? Proud new sponsors of our phone line. And they're located 132 West Harrison Avenue. You name it, they do it to, to make you feel better. And what I mean by that is they will treat you with a handful of different therapies. We're going to be there tomorrow. You'll hear from Dr. Josh himself. I've actually been going there for a month. He wanted to make sure that I actually showed up. Went through some of the treatments, and um, so I can talk about it. So, yeah, they do upper cervical chiro, cold laser therapy, massage therapy, which I will get into. That was incredible, by the way. It's not a neon sign place, okay? Oh. Professionals. Like, I didn't honestly know. They could do massages for prenatal, postnatal, vasectomy massages. I mean, it's very specified in a lot of different things I didn't even know about. Uh, acupuncture therapy, cryotherapy. I'm going to get into all of this and more as the coming days and weeks come. But massive thanks to Josh and his crew over there, Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, the new sponsors, VSB in New Orleans' phone line. We'll get back and we'll get into the show here now when we come back on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESP in New Orleans. You only know if you believe it. Take my hand and I'll take your heart. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. At PSI.Sports is the way to follow Rafael Esparza, Mr. Vegas, as I like to call him. Which I just came back from there. It's a really nice uh, Doc Sports Services shirt that you got going on there. Kind of ESPN colors, right? Hello. I guess. Black and dark gray. Yeah. I mean, red and dark gray. We're we, red and black. We've been around longer than ESPN. So really? 1970-something. Wow. No kidding. Um, if you'd like to ask anything or anything over the next two hours and 45 minutes that has to do with gambling, betting, sports apps, things like what is a parlay, how do you look into that, teams, players, whatever, you know, obviously that means college football there as well. I'm very interested to see what this season's going to sort of be like and kind of get into. So, um one of the things I saw and I showed you when you came in today 
And Ross Dellinger tweeted this. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see this. But Ross Dellinger, who does an excellent job covering college football for um, SI, they he posted what I think is the next evolution, as he says, of NIL. Now, that was a huge topic at SEC Media Days, yeah. Big 12, everybody. 10, everybody's talking about him. So he posted a couple of photos here, and this is the you know advanced art imaging or what it's going to look like, the concept drawings, I guess, if you will, of what maybe the next evolution of NIL is, name, image, and likeness. Now, obviously, the whole premise of this is players can make money off of their name, literally, the name off their jerseys. Like in the past, you would go to Alabama or LSU and buy a shirt or Tulane or Nichols. It's Nichols, it's the player's number. No name on the back, right? And now, obviously, you can put your name on there. You sell them. You get a percentage. So Alabama's partnering with Fanatics, the national company that smart. I mean, does what MLB, NFL? I mean, you basically everybody, yeah. right? Fanatics yeah. does everybody. You will buy a hat, and it's the Fanatics yeah. hat. Well, this season they're opening a team store. Within Bryant Denny called The Authentic. It's going to feature co-branded player merchandise such as customized Nike jerseys, game-used autographed memorabilia, and trading cards. So let's do the example. There will be a Bryce Young jersey. Probably may even be a used Bryce Young jersey. Right there that you can purchase that's authentic, that goes to him. Trading cards, signed footballs, what have you. Whoever is the LSU starting quarterback, I mean, yeah. you know, um, Kayshawn Butte. I mean, same thing at LSU. You, this is going to be the people are seeing this right now, and either somebody's getting a shoe thrown at them for not thinking of this down yeah. the hall in marketing, or they're having a meeting about this right now, this very second by 5 p.m. today. Every university is mm-hmm. going. Great. So we're converting part of our store to authentic. I yeah. mean, I promise you, it won't be 5 p.m. today without every university in the country going, son, call Raphael right now and make this happen. Because you have your own gear. Yeah. You have your own gear. Like, you can literally, this is, this is printing money. This is printing money. Because as it is right now, do I want to pay $70 for a collared shirt, a polo, which they are, right? I mean, mm-hmm. your Nike polos right now is $75, yeah. $80. Or do I get one, you know, perhaps uh, it's autographed for 125 or something of that nature, you know what I mean? Or, or a used one or. I want a Nick just, Saban rookie card. You want, you want a Nick Saban? I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to have Nick Saban mer- memorabilia, merchandise, things of that nature. But again, it makes a ton of sense. This is a way for the university to control it. Uh, it's a way to simplify it too as well right for yeah. the player i mean the, the equipment guy is going to walk in you know half hour out of a day or something or a practice hey bryce sit down for me bud this is going to go in the store and it's right i mean it's just it it facilitates it i yeah. guess is the word that i was trying to get at when when you saw this man what did you think i'm shocked that it has well if you're fanatics Landing Alabama first was probably the big key. I'm sure someone probably asked them, hey, I'm sure Texas State wanted Fanatics first, but if you're Fanatics, you're like, hey, we're going to get, no offense, the best college football team in the land, Mm -hmm. Alabama, to sign first. So like you said, I would be shocked by the end of the day that everyone has a game plan of their shop. And again, it makes sense to me. And and, and look, I think just like anything else in business or in marketing, pricing matters as well. And you you have different levels for different people that have different size wallets and just like me i'm more of of the affordable i can i can get like the t-shirt with the name on the back rather than the the replica jersey not even the, um, the iron on number not yeah, even the soda t-shirt maybe yeah not even that but you get what i'm getting yeah. at like that to me the, you, you can print boxes of those i think like again bryce young t-shirts Right, but again, that's that's easy for them. That's mm-hmm. it's right there, yep. and and then you know can autograph some or whatever. But that's so easy for them to to make it. It makes a ton of sense from jerseys to t-shirts to mini helmets to mini footballs or whatever that have that. But again, that that's going to be the commonplace. That's going to be the 
standard. Yeah, and then they won't be able to control it because people are going to go there, buy it, and then resell it on eBay or any other. You app. think so? Oh yeah, yeah. You could buy buy a Nike polo signed by Bryce Young for one hundred twenty five dollars. And then sell it the next day for two fifty for a guy mm. that lives in California. That's hey, that's interesting because there's only going to be so many, yeah. right? I mean, there's only yeah. so much Tommy's going to do, and maybe he does. Now, do you think because of understanding the secondary market, Raphael, do they then use that in the pricing of these items? Like, I'm trying to think, you know, like a Keishan Butte, you know, shirt or not. T-shirt, you know, polo that's that has his autograph on it or something. Um, hey. I know you're going to sell that. Or you think it's more of like a football or something. I guess I'm talking about like authentication stickers. Hey, only 10 of these exist. Yeah. So they're 350 Yeah, authentic to stickers, yes. But yeah. I just think normal prices, no. Because I remember when Jordan came back when he wore a 45 jersey. And I remember, I don't know who was distributor of the jerseys back then. But they were mad because every other jersey I think was like, Forty nine ninety nine, and when Jordan came back forty five, they were selling for eighty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly and they're like, "Hey, what the heck? Yeah. I can go get a Reggie Miller jersey, same yep. jersey, same brand, same everything, but I'm paying forty nine, but Jordan's forty five <laughs> is eighty nine. Well, that's not, but that that literally is what nil is, yeah. right? I mean, you're paying for the name, for the player, for his popularity, and what it is. But yeah, it's interesting. Again, if you want to go check it out at Ross Dallinger, he has the photos of it there, and again, it just. It, it, it makes, you know, a, a ton of sense. But, look, this is a way to, I, I got to imagine, when you're recruiting, hey, your stuff's yeah. going to be right there. And, like I said, you can make it as exclusive as you want. I mean, 10 footballs. You know, you can say he's going to sign 10 balls this year. We're gonna, you can purchase them. Once they're gone, they're gone. That adds the exclusivity. You think there's a line to go to the bathroom. Imagine the line yes. to go into this place. Because, again, those are, which is a perfect partner, Fanatical fans yeah. at Alabama, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they are. They, they put in seventy, eighty thousand at the spring game. They're fanatical. I mean, they are. Yeah, they're like they're like Green Bay Packer fans. When you take a look at college football again, we're going to focus a lot coming up on the Saints here this week in the NFL, and we're focusing on the AFC. Sean Fazan coming in about three minutes. But college football, I want to touch to you, touch on that with you here as well uh, before the show wraps up, but. Is it again, like, I, I, I haven't even seen the preseason rankings or polls yet. I don't think they're out just yet officially, right? Um, but can I close my eyes and just say, since we're still stuck on four teams for the playoff, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and somebody else? Pretty much. Okay. I mean, it's, I just think excellent it's, show prep right there, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someone, maybe, Utah, I think, could be a surprise Utah. team. Utah, yeah, really, yeah. I like their everything they, they're coming back with. Their deep, you know, they're going to play defense. Do you think you're going to have two SEC teams again in the top four? Because essentially, it means the loser of the yeah. game in the SEC championship game is going in. Because that's sort of what we've been seeing, and we've seen several times. I just wonder if that becomes a tiresome storyline, and people are going to vote against that to make sure it doesn't happen again. But if they're one and two, the Bulldogs in the tie most of the season, and one of them loses in that game, they should be in the top four. I, they're probably gonna, because I just don't see that another another team that's going to come out. Uh, out of the SEC or anybody else. If you look at the Big 12, I don't think Oklahoma, maybe. I see a lot of love for USC because of Lincoln Riley showing up. Can they legitimately make the college football playoff? I don't think they're better than Utah or Oregon. Okay. so Even without Cristobal up there in Oregon. Yeah. I think Oregon, I'd still have speed. I'll take their defense right now over USC's D. So, uh, I, again, I'm really high on Utah, so... I think they. I think they. If there's a team that comes out of the Pac-12 that maybe can inch in there, I think it's them. What about Khakis, Michigan? No, I think it's all Ohio State. If there's a sleeper, I think it's Wisconsin uh, in, in that in the Big Ten, but it's Ohio State to lose. I don't think Khakis does it. Is the ACC Clemson holding on to Power Five status there with their football programs? I kind of feel like it's. You know, I still remember back in the day, right? Virginia Tech, Blacksburg, oh, yeah. and I mean, bumping and everything. But it's been a while, huh? Since oh, you, yeah. I mean, le- legitimately, other than Clemson, do you consider like what can Crystal Ball's influence be like at Miami? Is it going to take a year or two for them to to get back to? I think so. I think that, I mean the way they ended their season, just like I told you last week, the way, right. the way Florida State ended their season in Miami. I think uh, it could be something. 
them two kit got some momentum coming in. Right. I don't think they're going to be a high momentum, but I think they'll be better. Do you think getting rid of the turnover chain is going to hurt or help the U? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a huge story this weekend that the turnover yeah. chain is is gone, and Cristobal says that is not our culture any longer. So the Massive turn. I'll say this. You saw a school start and then everybody had to come up with something, right? Mardi Gras yeah. beads here yeah. locally for Tulane. I mean, everybody had something that was shade. What, what school did it best for you to celebrate a turnover? Was it chains? Was it something else? I mean, Hawaii had the lays, you know? I, I did kind of like the turnover chain. You like, cause the they were the first ones, right. pretty much. So right. then everyone else pretty much jumped on ship. So yeah. I, I'm a big. Did I, you like the big gargantuan Mardi Gras beads that Tulane did? Nah, no, you didn't no, care about it. I didn't care for that. Right. If, if, were, if there was anyone, I mean, I understand why they did it because right. they actually play in the city. Sure, right. It would make more. I would have been probably upset if like uh, the Raging Cajuns did it. I'm like really, mm. or <laughs> they're not even close. The bag of crackling. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I, I honestly don't know. I, I think they did something. Everybody did something. Yeah, everybody. Had something. Even my Southern Miss Golden Eagles had won like a game. But everybody <laughs> had something, you know, um, to celebrate that anyway. All right, quick break. We come back. Sean Fazan, Fox 8. I will ask him top three storylines going into start of Saints training camp. You know what mine is number one, Raphael? It's Michael Thomas's availability. When is he going to be able to come back? And that will kind of tell me a little bit more what I need to know uh, about them and, and help the receiving core there as well. So we'll talk to him next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Regional again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by Health Grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by Health Grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Stop buying tickets without rewards and start getting more from the only ticketing company that rewards you for buying Vivid Seats. Buy 10 tickets, the 11th is on us. That's like 10% back every time you buy. And with 100% buyer guarantee and over 100 million tickets sold, that's something to sing, laugh, cheer, scream, buy about. Head to VividSeats.com for terms and conditions. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As the Saints get ready to start training camp, I would say one of the storylines is, ah, that's right, no head coach Sean Payton. Also, not only not being the head coach, but the offensive coordinator. Mark Ingram back earlier in the offseason. I don't see any difference in him. I mean, he's kind of always been in that role, even over the years. Sometimes he's called games, he's installed plays in front of the team. So, I mean, he's the same old Pete, you know, the mad scientist. Just uh, drawing up plays, drawing up schemes so we can go out there and cause havoc. So, 
Sean Fazan, Fox 8, joins us here as we start training camp week. Sean, uh, the, the summer's over now, sir. It's time to get to work at Sean Fazan, Fox 8, the way to follow you on Twitter. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. You said it, man. Training camp is here. Uh, we wish all our wives the best because they're not going to see us for a while, and uh, we get to work because it's a busy part of the year. I literally told that to Anna this weekend. Um, Sean, I played that because I do think that is one of the national storylines going into it, and I'm not saying it's not local here as well. I think we tend to maybe focus more on injury suspensions and things of that nature, but I do think one of the reasons – Maybe eight and a half is the win total is because people aren't sure of what this team offensively is going to be like without Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael now being the head of the offense. Would you agree with that? And what did you think of what Mark had to say in the offseason here? I, mean, I think it's pretty fair. I think it's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, you don't know till you know. And, you know, look, you can throw that in there with Jameis as well because, I mean, Jameis had a, had a decent start in terms of wins and losses last year, but a little bit of incomplete, you know, unknown, incomplete, if you will. And, uh, you talk about offensive coordinator, no Sean Payton, Dennis Allen as your head coach, and obviously Jameis Winston, who I think people on the surface or we all think has the tools to be successful, but until it's done, it, I guess you don't know. I can understand why um, that number will settle into there because um, there are some legitimate questions, although I think overall, objectively speaking, I think the Saints 22-22 roster, uh, as it looks right now, is objectively better than the one a season ago that won nine games, but they are right. missing some, some mainstays and Sean Payton being probably the biggest one. So I think that all, that's all relevant and it's all part of the equation, but that's the best thing about training camp in the regular season is they get to play this thing out to see how it goes. Sean, I, I heard him talk about it in Winston here as well when it came to Carmichael 16 years. I mean, 2009 is when he was, you know, signed on and hired to be the offensive coordinator. So, Hearing players say, look, he, before this offseason and this season, he created plays, concept of plays, part of the preparation. I still remember that Monday night football behind the scenes that showed Sean, Pete, and Drew on Saturday nights mapping up their first couple of plays. I thought it was great insight to see that. So I do think that there's going to be some familiarity with that. Obviously, he's been doing it. I think more, if I had to be specific, it's situational football. I can still hear Sean's voice saying situational football. And, and that's kind of what he excelled on. That's what he worked on. That's what he thought maybe separated his team apart. That will be something, as you just said, time will tell. How does he call and handle situations? Yeah, and look, and, and you know, Peyton's not there to lean on um, in certain situations. If we know Peyton was a big personality, a strong personality, a strong force, and if you know Pete, he's a bit of a uh, kind of a, a quieter guy and kind mm-hmm. of, a, as I know the Ingram said in that soundbite, kind of a mad scientist. That's kind of uh, the way he's kind of viewed within that locker room. So it is a new set of circumstances, but not completely foreign to him because he called the plays in 2012. Um, tough year that year, but they still scored points a lot of them uh, that year, and then they gave away a whole lot more, but uh, they still scored points that season. And periodically throughout the Peyton tenure, he has handed over the keys uh, to Pete Carmichael to call plays in certain situations. Um, kind of an ebb and flow. And then the natural progression of the work week, um, you're, even with a head coach like Sean Payton, who is offensive-minded, you can't necessarily be given his head coaching title. Uh, you can't necessarily be, you know, in the offensive meeting rooms all the time, and the right. offensive coordinator is the guy, the next one to kind of step into that role. So I think all that's familiar, and all that doesn't change. And more importantly, the language stays, stays the same. And then you mentioned situational football. What you do in certain situations is probably going to be pretty similar to what they've always done uh, with Pete Carmichael, uh, whether he was calling plays or not, just because, I mean, I, I don't know the rest of Pete Carmichael's resume, but I would venture to say this is the longest stop he's ever had somewhere. So right. uh, he probably it's embedded in his head what to do in certain situations, and it has worked. Um, now there's going to be an evolution. There's going to be a feeling-out process, a learning process, which I think is probably a little bit of an underrated part of the discussion because you got to figure out what each player does well, how they play off of each other, uh, and you know meshing with strengths and versus versus you know certain matchups of opponents and self-scouting, all that, all those things that come into it. Um, but given the circumstances, I think he was the obvious choice to, to kind of keep the continuity going with the offense. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, same bloodlines is, I think, uh, the phrase that Mark Ingram kept mm-hmm. using, speaking with Sean Fazan from Fox 8 on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. I think one of the things, Sean, that also stands out to me, too, is there's – I wouldn't even say doubt. Just people are wondering, again, Dennis Allen, can he be that head coach – uh, from that, I, I don't even look at the Raider thing. Different roster, different situation. And what I've been saying, I think, on our show is this. This isn't a situation where a coach is coming in, trying to establish a new culture, change different aspects of it, find out who the leaders on this team. I think, again, going into OTA or minicamp, it was Cam Jordan, right? I think Ed from Channel 26 asked him about you know, who are the leaders on this team? And Cam was like, who are the leaders? Because that's what I've been saying. I think you have like a half dozen leaders on yeah. this team. So that's something you use the phrase to lean on. I think Dennis Allen doesn't, doesn't have to, hey, who are my guys? Who can I trust? Who I can depend on? Can I get them to practice? Can I get them to do in the offseason? I, I don't think, you know, is that. I even made a joke nationally on ESPN. I'm like, it's not like the guy can't, you know, doesn't know how to get to the Superdome. I mean, he, he's been here the last couple of years, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, that was sort of the theme when he was hired was that continuity theme because they felt like the culture and leadership was already in place. They weren't starting from ground zero. They were starting, you know, in a, in a very, uh, very different place than the last time Mickey Loomis had to make a head coaching hire, which was basically bottomed out of the, of the organization. And now much more solid footing. I don't think Dennis Allen got enough credit in terms of how much he grew as a coach his second tenure here in New Orleans, he is a much better defensive coordinator than I think anyone realized. And he can get He was underrated as a D coordinator throughout the league. I mean, some of the stuff he was doing, or still does, I guess you could say, uh, was he was one of the more innovative D coordinators and was not getting the credit. So um, I think the ship keeps moving, um, and hopefully it's it's pretty smooth waters. But uh, it's the NFL. There's always going to be you know. Uh, peaks and valleys. So um, I think he's better equipped to handle it. I think he's got a, a strong organization behind him, mm-hmm. and he's got strong leadership in the locker room that are you know self starters. That you don't they don't you don't see a whole lot of guys that need to be pushed. I mean, these are guys right. that that have you know um, the professionalism and the I guess the want to to uh, to be successful. So that's all good things for a guy like Dennis Allen. Three minutes remaining. Sean, let's do rapid fire here. I'm going to give you a couple of players or topics and give me a quick take on this. Are we going to see, you think, on September 11th against the Falcons, Marcus Davenport and Michael Thomas? Yes. Okay, easy enough. Uh, who's your starting <laughs> left tackle in that game? Um, right now I'm going James Hurst. That's the, that's the premier battle of training camp, though, the left tackle spot. But right now I'm going James Hurst. Doug Marone being hired and be back with the Saints as the offensive line coach, but having offensive coordinator, head coaching experience, is that one of the more underrated storylines that maybe nationally no one's focusing on? I think it Absolute. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that was a, a quality money hire by Dennis Allen to have that kind of experience and to have that kind of tangible result of when he was the offensive line coach uh, here the first time around. So absolutely, I think Marone uh, is a – Phenomenal addition to a staff, given what he's been able to accomplish in the coaching ranks, and given you know there's a you know that's a very important unit uh, on the team right now. When you look at the tight end position, <laughs> how would you describe that going into this season? Um, I'm gonna read right from my blog. Tight end is the most unproven and unknown position group on the entire roster. That, that's what I wrote uh, in my blog uh, when I did my roster project. Yeah. So. It's just a lot of unknown, except for Taysom Hill, who's more of a you know, multi-positional, versatile guy. Um, it, it, and he's coming back from an injury. It, it, it's a lot of unknowns there at that position. Speaking of unknowns, you, I, I agree with you. I think Thomas and I do think Davenport will, will be ready to go at some point, even if not the, the start of the season. We haven't really got many updates or know anything about Taysom Hill, right? Are we going to see him in training camp? That, that, that's a great question, and, and his injury is a tricky one because I have checked a lot of different, uh, just I guess you call it literature on Liz Frank injuries, and it, the, the timeline is all over the place. I mean, it really is in terms of when someone can be fully healed based off of you know what they do, uh, you know how, how their body responds, and he got injured so late, and it's a it's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. You know, we saw the PUP listing for Michael Thomas and right. Marcus Davenport. I was curious. Uh, if one was going to come for Taysom Hill, it wouldn't shock me if that happened, just given where he's at, uh, it, the timeline of when he was injured and with the time of year we're in right now. It's only been about, guess what, about eight months. 
So uh, that's interesting, and that's that's probably a storyline that doesn't get enough attention either because at people, you know, there's a certain segment of the Saints population, of the Saints fan base that loves to hate on Taysom, but I'm here to tell you, when he's on the field, what he's able to do in terms of dictating what the defense does and how they guard him and the problems that he create, uh, creates by his presence on the field, that's something the Saints have taken advantage of for last four or five years he's been here. Yeah, and I'll say this, the way Carmichael and, and even Dennis Allen spoke about all the things that he was going to be able to do for him, it, it made me think that they do plan on him playing, but it, it's interesting because we did see Michael Thomas and others, even Davenport, at the facility during OTAs and minicamp. I don't ever recall anybody saying they saw Taysom. They may have. I just don't. I think DA said he was there, uh, at least for a portion of the uh, gotcha. off-season program rehabbing. Uh, but, yeah, we didn't see him. Uh, it, we saw a little bit of Michael Thomas. Stick his head out a little bit, but right. we did not see Taysom Hill. <laughs> All right, safety, uh, as we got the final minute here with Sean Fazan from Fox 8. Do you think the Saints could be better at safety, losing Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins and coming back with Marcus May and Tyron Matthew? Oh, this is a phenomenal question because I think this position group right here can be the telltale indicator. If this group can come together, how great this defense can be. Um, if it does not, I think they could take a step back defensively. But on the surface, given the versatility of both Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, yes, I think it can be a net gain uh, to add uh, to the Saints' current safety position uh, versus a season ago just because uh, both those guys add a lot of versatility. Uh, they they, they both can play the run. They both can rush the passer as well when they have to blitz. Uh, they can both play the middle post. They can both play uh, uh, down the box if they had to. So I think position flexibility is an edge. Now, you lose the range of Marcus Williams and you lose, I guess, the run support and uh, the ability to play man-to-man on tight ends in uh, certain situations with Malcolm Jenkins. But I think overall uh, it can be uh, a net gain, a net positive at the safety position for the Saints. And I guess just finally here, well, maybe 10 seconds, who serves a longer suspension? You think it's Kamara or May? Uh, oh, man, great question. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I guess Kamara, uh, just given the circumstances. Yeah, I guess Kamara. Okay. Although that, that seems to be a little bit all over the place, too. Uh, we haven't really got much in terms of what they think it's going to be right now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Sean Fazan, Fox 8, looking forward to seeing you out at practice and picking your brain on actually what you're seeing. So th- thanks as always. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. See you. Yep, go give him a follow. As you heard, uh, he writes all there uh, as well at fox8live.com. Click sports. He has his own blog and his observations throughout camp as he joins us on the now upper cervical family chiropractic phone line here on ESPN New Orleans. We'll check in with Jordan, the graduate, next on ESPN New Orleans. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at greglebaltoyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new and we want your trade and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. 
don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. It's 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. 800-919-3776. 800-998-1003. The new Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line as we are back. Apparently, I... See, this is sort of like... I Thunderstorm. Guess what, Thunderstorm. This, this must feel like when um, my well, wife, Jordan, the graduate who now joins us, tries to talk to me. <laughs> I mean, we, we had an entire conversation, but he's like, you're not on the air. <laughs> it's, it's pouring buckets over here, people. Well, we, we, didn't, we didn't know. So they didn't hear anything about me go, rambling on how good Najee Marshall no, and Jackson no. Hayes looked in the Smith League. Didn't hear a single thing. About you. Awesome. Well, I'm not repeating it again. <laughs> no, you, you got to do it again. No. Our our question of the day has to do with none other than this. Go ahead. Jackson, do it. Jackson Hayes and yes. Najee Marshall uh-huh. at the Smith League absolutely tearing it up. I'm going to go watch Star Wars. I mean, I, I would say it's MJF. <laughs> I mean, I already already have the contract extension written up, and I'm faxing it over to the Pelicans facility as we speak. Really? Is that what you're doing here? Let's uh, no, it's the best performance I've ever seen. Let's get audio here. There it is. There it is. Weeks. There was the uh, Najee Marshall laying it up off the backboard. Jackson Hayes catching it and dunking it. Um, All I will say is this. I think we could give the team in blue game, you, me, Rafael. When was the last time you hooped? Ooh, it's been a while. It's been a while? Yeah. Will Guillory will throw in Lopez in there. I think the Pels, people that cover the Pelicans, could give this team. <laughs> I feel like I could play better defense. No. Well, there, there was zero defense, by the way. Exactly. 
There was I just zero. Got to step in front of one of them while they're trying to dunk. I mean, if zero I, defense. If I dunk someone, at least I'm attempting. To here it block is. Uh, let's take a look defense. at the. Let's take a look at the highlight of highlight here. Najee coming down. Uh, well, we do see three blue jerseys, Rafael, as I pause it across the middle point of the the lane there. Hold on, I'm, I'm changing so that, the Pelicans' total season wins wait, from 45 and a half right now from this video <laughs> to 55 and wait, a half. Right wait, now. hold on, but well, that's that's assuming Jackson Hayes plays a lot of minutes. But anyway, here here's the thing: this looks like if I paused it right now, this looks like good defense by the team in blue. We'll call them the Generals <laughs> for the sake of conversation here, and it looks like Jackson Hayes really has nowhere to go. Right, so let's see what Najee does. He throws it off the backboard, and like Moses in the Red Sea, the lane parts. <laughs> and they, I mean, I could see like Jackson Hayes's sneaker laces, the socks, the kneecap. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is no one in front or to the side of him. But hey, it's the Smith League, according to Jordan. This uh, this is right up there with. LeBron's I 42 just, at the Drew League. I just huh? made the Jordan? Pelicans the favorite to win it all. Oh right no, no, this this makes that look like an amateur. Like an amateur. Yeah, this makes LeBron's 40 plus points really look like you know me dunking on a five foot basketball. Well, like I said, the, the dozens in attendance. <laughs> I'm gonna take a There's nap. a lot of pressure at those games, <laughs> Gus. You got to make sure you don't get shown up by some random guy uh, on the street. And they absolutely destroyed him. What do yeah, you mean? Well, it's I, the greatest performance ever. I, I guess I guess he does have a point. I mean, if you are, you know, I guess I I shouldn't use air quotes. They are technically. We NBA don't know what players. else happened in this game. We only have two clips. Yeah. Did they win? What was the final score? Yeah. Here? I mean, LeBron. I can't find yeah, it. If this game was remotely close, like the LeBron game, yeah. then I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. see a footage because. Judging by, I mean, import, I, thir- is 34 live in the blue video, in the video. In the Two blue of them jersey. are running back no, already. There to be there. <laughs> I just need to know if number 34 is okay today because he was, um, how do you say, carrying some, uh, carrying some weight. Yeah. He was yeah. carrying some weight. There's a lot of weight in there. <laughs> I thought I was watching the Saints, so uh, oh. spring practice. Th- you know, this, this does kind of look like when Marlon and a couple of Saints players play one another for charity, right? That, right, right, Jordan? Isn't that kind of what it looks like? Like you do have the one oh, true athlete on. out on the court, you know, like a legit athlete. I don't want to make fun of Marlon because he's on the air pretty soon. But no, I, I, no, I, but I'm just saying. I mean, it's just, it's kind of what it looks like. You know, it's the Smith League, huh? Yeah, it's, Have you uh, ever been to the Smith League? Because you went to. I've been to the Drew League, but not the Smith League. The Drew League seems yeah. exciting. Yeah, I've been to some Rucker Park games in New York. Really? Yeah, those are. There's a lot of money on that court. Really? Yeah, you can catch me out there. Yeah, no, yeah. never. <laughs> there's a lot of money on those. Games. What was your favorite video you saw? I saw when Kobe showed up. Right, his was pretty cool. That was pretty yeah. cool. Durant just lit people up. Durant. That yeah, was an interesting. That, one. that was an interesting. I was there. Jeez. Uh, the year after Bo Kimball and Hank Gathers showed up, because they were they had a game there and they actually showed up to play some hoops. Wow, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I just aged myself. Yeah, I, Bo Kimball. As Hank much Gathers. as I hate to say it, I like the one where Anthony Davis showed up there. It was kind he of a hype up? moment. Anthony Davis went there. Did he get hurt? Yeah, I I would think he wouldn't put his reputation on the line for that. He actually has LeBron gone there. Ooh. I don't know if he's ever been to. Look it up, Jordan. Yeah. Let's see if he's ever been over there, Rocket Park over there. Yeah, in, I don't in know New if York. he has been. I mean, he won't do the he won't do the slam dunk competition. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think that but he'll been... drop forty two at the Drew League. Uh, the Drew League, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, all of that pales into comparison. Here we go. I'm gonna play one more time. There it is. Najee off the glass. Hayes throws it down with two hands. Hayes averaging five minutes a game per. Uh, Stop it. Season. There it LeBron is. played for Jay-Z's team huh? in 2003 at Rucker Park. Really? Oh, whatever it is. I, I need footage of that. I need to be able to see what that was like. I think if you – you have to do that, right? Yeah, I would think so. You think – I mean, just saying, if you want to make a name, you you, you kind of have to do that. That's 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 the way to make – to get street cred. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure Jordan did it. I don't know. Jordan, look it up. Did Jordan? This, I'm this sure is Jordan's did. job to yeah. look things up that yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he yeah. did. I'm sure he went with Spike Lee to film the commercial afterwards. Okay, so you mentioned top storylines in the AFC here as well. Jordan, give us your top three here in the final minute of our number one. So, yeah, I'll just touch on them real quick. Dolphins, I know we make fun of them a lot, but I think that's a very big storyline with two and how him and Tyreek Hill uh, kind of 
go hand in hand with one another. We have some sound on Tyreek Hill speaking uh, either this morning or yesterday. And then the other one is Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders, your team, Raphael. Mm -hmm. Let's see how him and Devontae Adams kind of mesh this upcoming season. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, where do they go from here? Not to haven't been really impressed the past couple of seasons. You know, their quarterback being one of the younger, younger uh, quarterbacks in the NFL Let's see how they match up in a very stacked AFC, you know, division. At JD Kleber, so I want to give you a follow. We'll chime in again at 145, do a couple of top storylines, and uh, and see what else is going on in the world of sports. Hard to believe, but NFL training camps are off and running. So, Jordan, thank you so much. We'll chat with you in a little bit. Hour two coming up next. It's Gus. It's Raphael's Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by New Orleans Roast. 100% Arabica coffees bring the uniqueness of New Orleans to your cup. Small batch roasted in the marinade. Our dark, medium, and dark roasted chicory are true tastes of New Orleans. As Saints training camp starts, so does the post-Sean Payton era. Head coach was one of Sean Payton's roles 